0: Yeah, no you're good.
1: Good to go. All right, cool. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Counterculture Podcast. We are with Miss Hannah Black. What's up, dude?
0: Hi. How are you?
1: Good. How you feeling?
0: feel pretty good. It's a little uh, steamy out here, but we're making it.
1: Dude, my <laughs> shirt is drenched like I got rained on. It's just all sweat. It's yeah. disgusting.
0: Hey, that's okay. We're <laughs> yeah. making it.
1: What are, you, what are you doing here this weekend?
0: I am working at the no-go booth um, all day today and then most of the day tomorrow. So if anyone's here, stop by.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Stop by. Um, well, I don't know when this is going to be posted, probably in like three weeks, two weeks. Okay. So well,
0: yeah. I won't re- be here, but you can still come. <laughs>
1: reverse time and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> So dude, um, you're a high level CrossFit athlete. Do you ever think about that?
0: Um, it's kind of funny. So, I, you know, played volleyball in college and, and always wanted to play like, you know, sports like a higher level. Yeah. Um, and I think CrossFit was something that I found after that. Um, yeah. basically to keep myself sane and still be competitive at something. So, it's kind of crazy how my, like, CrossFit career has gotten even bigger than, like, any of the other sports that i played, like, my whole life.
1: <laughs> what, like, so, okay, you, you've had this prior... We talked about it a little bit before. You have prior sports experience. How crucial do you think that was to you, like, to your development in into being a CrossFit athlete? Because you see all these younger kids. Right. Now I know everybody's talking about it, and you've probably been asked this a hundred times before. For sure. How crucial do you think that is to, like, being sane as an athlete?
0: Um. Honestly, it's, like the biggest takeaways that I got from playing volleyball for so long was number one, just like being how to be a good human, you know, like be yeah. on time, like do things for the greater good of the team, listen to your coach, uh, things like that. So growing up in sports is honestly like the way to go. Like it yeah. taught me so many good takeaways and like volleyball isn't like 100% like, um, you know, like for CrossFit, like I, not my, like, explosiveness, and things like that definitely carried over from volleyball. But yeah, it's, like, sure. not a ton was, um, you know, like, relevant in CrossFit. It's, like, a lot of lateral movement. And that's, like, one of the only things that CrossFit right, is like yeah. doesn't do. <laughs> no rotation,
1: um, no lateral movement. Right. yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but honestly, I think just really, like, learning to be an athlete and learning, you know, to take risks and things like that mm-hmm. um, come up way more in team sports and, and the way that I grew up, like, Really helped me with that, and okay. I honestly I wouldn't trade that for the world. Yeah. Um. I do think like learning weightlifting at such a young age for me, like in high school, was you know like incredible for me because yeah. I everyone always asks like you know like what do you do to get strong and I'm like literally it's just hard work over a long time. Lift like, some
1: fucking weights, dude.
0: Literally no shortcut that you can get to that. Yeah. So like that was a huge plus for me that I started like a little over I would say. Eleven years ago now, okay. or ten years ago, um, and so that obviously has has helped a ton.
1: Yeah, what do you? So, just a little bit on that topic of like, um, you know, younger athletes, kind of like, I don't want to say going crazy because that's not totally politically correct but right. you know you're seeing like the transition of like younger athletes kind of exiting the sport a little bit earlier what do you think that is
0: honestly like burnout is a thing for sure and
1: that's the word i was looking for yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um even when i was younger and like i knew i wanted to play volleyball and like i played other sports too but like my parents and my coaches like always made sure like Okay, like we know you want to play volleyball, but you need to play a different sport in a different season. Like it can't always just be one thing, right? Um, because it, it becomes like not fun. Um, yeah. and so I honestly I found volleyball like later in life. I'd say in middle school, whereas like I I grew up playing softball, and like okay. a lot of the girls that I played softball with, like you start at like what five, and then you yeah. literally play through college for some of them. And and hearing you know like how it's it's more of a job, and like you don't enjoy it. It's it, that's crazy to me because it's yeah. like playing a sport or doing crossfit you know at a high level is so much work and mentally tough more than anything and like if you don't enjoy it then like I have no idea why anyone would do it
1: Where do you find like the enjoyment in crossfit mostly for you
0: Honestly crossfit for me is just about doing hard things like yeah. whether you do crossfit or not like life is hard like growing old is hard having kids is hard you know like doing anything is hard yeah. so I like to put myself in situations where, you know, like I do a workout and I'm like, wow, that's really hard. I might have never done that before, like never lifted that weight before. But the more you put yourself in those situations, the calmer you are and the more, um, you know, like effective you are. And I think that's huge because a lot of people in life um, don't ever do that. And and it shows because like when the first hard things comes up, someone's like, all right, I'm not going to do that. Like, I think for me, it's like, I find something hard and I'm like, okay, now I have to do it. Yeah,
1: so. absolutely. I agree with that. Like the more, um, used to doing hard things you are when something in real life turns up, that's like super hard. You're yeah, just kind of like, you
0: can handle it. Yeah.
1: Not that it doesn't suck as much cause it definitely does, but right. you have the ability to handle it in like your actual life. Have you been through a lot of adversity?
0: Um, I would say not a ton of people know this, but my, my dad died when I was really young and so I grew that. up. Yeah, that's okay. Um, in a, a like, with a single mom and I had a sister, and, and that definitely was, like, a rocky start. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like, we made the best out of it, and I, I wouldn't change anything. Like, it's why I am who I am today. And then some some certain things, like, around school and volleyball um, and, and things like that, definitely, like, adversity hits when it's, like, more politics than, like, what you can actually do. And so I feel like everyone experiences some level of that. And yeah. honestly, I think – since I had a background like um, when I was younger just like understanding you know like hard things happen and it's what you do after that that like matters um, I think definitely helps me because I think even when I started weightlifting and when I started doing crossfit people were like you're not the build you're too tall you're too big like None of these things really lend themselves for you to be like a really good well-rounded athlete, and I'm like, right. okay well, I've done hard things before, so this will yeah. be you know fine, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you're like, I'm gonna prove it to you I yeah, no, uh, don't I'm just not worried say that yeah <laughs> so you said you said your dad passed away when you were five, mm-hmm. and then so yeah, wh- I mean take me through kind of what that was like, I guess growing up, like did you have to see your mom just get into the hustle like
0: my mom is like like I tell people a lot like I'm always lifting weights, I'm always in the gym, but she's like so much stronger than me like what she did when we were young was insane like um me and my sister have a sister who's almost three years older than me Mm -hmm. um honestly like my mom didn't ever like hold anything back from us like she gave us every single opportunity um literally what i remember having conversations when i was little little of her being like what do you want to do and i would be like At that point, I think I said like, be a firefighter, you know, something like that. And she's like, okay, well, we can make it happen. And so like that was always like our conversations. And when when I knew that I wanted to do like Olympic weightlifting in high school, that was not a normal thing for girls to do back then. She was like, awesome. How do we like? What's the next step? And so that was huge.
1: So your mom was like the perfect role model for somebody.
0: One hundred percent. Like she like just showing like she can do anything and get through anything. And it was always like whatever you want, decide what it is, and we'll make a plan, and it's that easy. Was she,
1: like, the single mom hustling, doing multiple jobs, or was she so, yeah. not around
0: a lot? She, no, honestly, she she got her um, degree in computer science, and so See? had a really good job, and me and my sister ran crazy at her job, like, after we got off uh, school, yeah. and I'm sure those are some crazy stories, but yeah, she, she made it work, and honestly, like, growing up was, like, Honestly, my childhood was, was the best. Like we did so many fun things and like in our own different way. Like I, I'm sure mine doesn't look like a lot of other people's childhoods, but I look on it, look back on it and like, wouldn't change a thing. Honestly.
1: That's awesome, dude. Very cool. So going from, so you, you get into when do you get into sports when do you actually get into sports Team um, sports.
0: honestly i think as soon as i could like walk and as soon as you could sign up for whatever my mom had me in everything, everything. So, like soccer basketball softball um all of like your typical team sports yeah um and then in, in high school i played volleyball and softball and basketball and also weight lifted so it was very busy but,
1: when did <laughs> that's super busy i can't yeah. even imagine that yeah, schedule for sure were you a good student
0: um, yeah. So I, I actually ended up going on to get my master's degree. So in what? Yeah. went to college for six years, um, got my undergrad in kinesiology and my master's degree in biomechanics and motor control. Wow. Sweet. That's Congrats. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah. When did you get into weightlifting?
0: um so in high school i knew i wanted to play volleyball in college so i started going to a gym that was uh geared towards athletic development okay and that gym just happened to be one of the best like weightlifting gyms on the east coast it's called mash elite okay um so travis mash was my coach um along with a few others and he took all of us like aspiring athletes and we're basically like i want you to know your way around a weight room like if you make it to college you'll have um you know like weight room Uh, Workouts, and so he taught me, you know, how to snatch, clean and jerk, squat, deadlift, literally everything. Um, Knowing that one day, if I did make it to college volleyball, I would do something similar. Yeah. And it was a funny story. So we were learning the lifts and travis wanted to have a usaw sanctioned weightlifting um, okay. competition at our gym yeah and to do that you need um a certain amount of people and there okay. were like no girls signed up yeah so he like came to me and like the two other girls that um were there and was like look <laughs> like, one of you has to do it. Yeah. And I was like, I'll do it. Like, seems fun. Yeah. Um, and so I think I was, like, 16 at the time. Okay. And ended up qualifying for, like, youth or junior nationals. Um, I can't remember which and um, loved it from then on out. And so honestly, I like pulled back on some of the other sports that I played to weightlift in high school.
1: What, so who are, the, who are the people that were telling you that like, you couldn't do it?
0: So it's just, honestly, it was more of like um, a science thing. And like, I'm obviously I got my undergrad in kinesiology and, and grad in biomechanics. So like I'm all about the science and they were yeah. like long femurs equals not, not good, good
1: for squatting yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: and so like by nature i was already like they were already like yeah like you're super strong but like unfortunately you're just like really tall and that's like not great
1: fast but, forward some years and you have a 215 snatch
0: so yeah that t- 215 in competition hit, yeah. hit 225 the week before oh that's so. crazy
1: i didn't even know that yeah <laughs> nice dude that's cool Thank you. yeah um Oh man, I had a question about the weightlifting. Okay, so when you're when you're younger, you started weightlifting around like 16. Mm-hmm. You entered this competition. What kind of like commitment was that for you at that age to start weightlifting?
0: Um, honestly, so I I played volleyball too, but during weightlifting um I, you know, like I was practicing with the Mash team, you know, 5 days a week. Um I ended up having to cut weight to to be in a weight class that we thought I would be competitive at, which was insane as a high schooler. Like, I literally like ate my lunch in the library by myself. No, wait, Um, why? Yeah. I had to have it like refrigerated. Like I couldn't bring regular Uh, lunch. Oh, Were you doing chicken and
1: rice and stuff? Literally, yeah. Oh no. That was it. You had the bodybuilder meals, huh? And broccoli. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds great.
0: (laughs) It was honestly, I counting your macros for like this amount of time is like insane especially in high school like being in like how old are you um i'm 27 okay got it yeah so i'd been counting for so long yeah and just started with um cbg which Mm. is the um nutrition company based off of not counting your macros and honestly that's been huge for me just because counting them for so long leads to like i had i had done things where like I had like a toxic relationship with food and like counting yeah. and weighing and like my parents and my sister like always would rag on me they'd be like oh like you'll measure your chicken but you won't measure a cookie and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you to put me on blast like that right yeah, now." yeah come on don't put me down um, dude but yeah so that's been huge for me but yeah that sort of commitment um to a sport like that so young I mean taught me incredible lessons and yeah. and taught me a lot about you know, like who I want to be today. Um, but doing it in high school was definitely like not the norm.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, th- I remember back to when I was in high school. Okay. Funny, funny way that I got into fitness. Okay. I'm like driving my Mercury Sable down a bumpy road. I love it. And I wasn't, I wasn't fat by any means, but I wasn't like fit. I, all I did was skateboard at this time. Mm-hmm. And I went over a bump and I felt my stomach jiggle for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And I was We've like, all been there. yeah, I was like, Oh shit, I got to do something about this. And, uh, Kind of the same thing. Like, I would, like, eat these fucking, just these weird meals that nobody else is eating. Right. You feel kind of isolated, but having those skills, being able to, like, at such a young age, put everything to the side and be like, I have this goal that I'm going towards, right. is such a pivotal, like, character development.
0: It's you know? honestly, yeah. And I, th- I think back to that, because, like, um, Travis, again, was a huge influence in my life, and he was always such a good motivator like yeah. he was he was such a good coach because you know like I was I was probably one of the only girls that weightlifted for him back in the day yeah. um, there were many more guys and so the way that he coached me compared to the way that he coached them is like he knew how to get the best out of everyone yeah. and like for that I like would run through a brick wall for him and he believed in me so much that it was like why wouldn't I do well like why wouldn't I succeed
1: what were some of the ways that he had like a big impact on you
0: um i would say just um, He never was one of the people that are like, you're too tall to weightlift. He yeah. was always like, we just might have to change things. And that's yeah. totally fine. Like, so changing, you know, my setup position so that I could get my hips lower compared to someone who's shorter and like hips are already low. Sure. So he worked with me a lot on, on how to change, you know, technique. Um, because of the athlete that I was, yeah, and then just like really focusing on strength. so I'm like super explosive as an athlete. So he we took that and he kind of like just added like the technical things and so gave Sweet. me basically like all of the puzzle pieces to to come out being really strong.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, coming back to... You said that you kind of had like a strange relationship with food a little bit. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. It, it wasn't ever like super bad. It was okay. just... I, I'm like a all or nothing person yeah, in everything I that. that I do. Yeah. And that like comes back to like, you know, hurt me a, f- a little bit. And mm-hmm. one of the ways is like when I was on a cut or like counting my macros, I would not go out to eat. I would not go off my diet like for anything. Oh, yeah. Like I think... I even remember... I think on my birthday I ended up actually like eating like birthday cake or something. But besides you didn't weigh that, it, did you? <laughs> no. Okay. Right. Well um, Yeah, no, I didn't. I don't think. I don't remember. Maybe. <laughs>
1: Maybe. <laughs>
0: but yeah, so it, it definitely wasn't like ideal and sometimes. Yeah. And I think um, some of the other just like the the advice that you can get online. There's so much out there that yeah. it's like a lot of it is inaccurate and. I remember um, following just like you know a cookie cutter macro plan um, a few years ago and it had me at like 70 carbs on a rest day. And I just remember like being like, okay, fine. I'm just going to work out seven straight days because I don't want to only eat seven That's carbs. so low. I know. Holy it was crap. insane. And looking back on that, I obviously know better now. Yeah. But back then, I was like, this is what it says. So this is what I'm going to do. And it was rough. You but, just
1: have the ability to follow through. So and, regardless of if it was low or not. Right. And honestly, yeah. it's
0: like you. there's so many better ways to do it. Like you don't yeah. need to be hungry all the time. No. Like I was in, you know, like the most like cut, like jacked um version of myself leading up to semifinals and i didn't w- yeah, yeah and i didn't want to eat food like I, I ate a ton of food so it was like i oh, like, was eating had so, so much, much. yeah oh, okay got it so like there's there's ways that you can do it that are like not you know like mentally unhealthy more stuff right
1: yeah simple stuff yeah at 16 when you're doing all this what are your peers thinking what are they doing
0: people thought i was so weird in high school um were you social not super. Okay. I, I mean, like, I was always busy. I was always gone on the weekends for yeah. sports and stuff. Definitely wasn't one of, like, the cool kids. Um, yeah. I mean, I ate lunch in the library, so yeah. that says a lot already. Um, well, you're just
1: trying to hide your food. Yeah, I mean, yeah that too, yeah. that
0: too. But um, honestly, in high school, I I wouldn't say bullied, but, like, it was not cool to lift weights as a girl. Like, and people yeah. would tell me that. And, yeah. and people who didn't understand would be like, that's so weird, like, you're going to get super big and like weird and I was like I wanna get big. Wait, <laughs> like,
1: even girls were telling you that? Yeah, oh yeah. Wow. I
0: yeah, it was not cool. And like in high school, you know, like all the girls um, would choose to do dance and then the other option was weightlifting. Okay. And I was like I did dance one year, was terrible. I was like, all right, I'm back to weightlifting. So <laughs> I did weightlifting with all the boys and the football coach what in did they high think? school. Um honestly they were probably scared of me. No one really talked to me at the because oh, I no. lifted like by myself and like and way more, than, more than, them. than everyone else. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah, it was actually pretty nice.
1: You, she walks in with like a cutoff tee. Like, oh, oh yeah,
0: yeah, just, yeah. Just no. <laughs> <Jack>? <laughs> but yeah, it, it was not the thing to do in high school. Um, and I honestly think that's why I liked it so much because yeah. it was like, it was my own thing. And like, there were other girls, you know, at like junior nationals and things like that, but no one else that I really knew of in my hometown for like a really long time.
1: What do you think about, like, the culture shifting now where it seems like if you don't lift, it's not cool, you're not cool at I all?
0: I absolutely love it. I am, like, the biggest advocate for girls, especially, you know, like, middle school, high school age, to get into lifting at a younger age. I yeah. love it. Like, I couldn't say enough good things about it, like how it taught me. And, like, you know, building a strength base that young is the way to go, for sure. For, like,
1: for, I mean, obviously, we know the reasons why dudes get into weightlifting young. They want to get chicks. They want to feel good, you know, <laughs> right, the right. obvious stuff for a female from the female perspective why do you think it is super important for chicks to get into it younger
0: honestly i think it's just confidence is yeah. like if you feel like physically strong then it's not a far stretch to, to feel mentally strong as well yeah. and so you know doing things like weightlifting at a younger age i feel like just opens up so many doors for you um builds huge amount of confidence because like if so, like if someone's being mean to you and you're like i snatch you know like 185 pounds like yeah. i could beat you up like yeah. that's such an easy mm-hmm. such an easy application of of lifting weights at a young age so. yeah
1: i think for like any kid in general i work with a lot of teenagers trying okay. to go from like the high school like level to d1 right i just think it shows like it teaches them so much self-respect too right oh, yeah. like they know how to respect their body they know how to like come in do the stretch or do the the warm up, the stretching, workout, right. get through the tough grit, the gritty stuff. Oh yeah! And they feel so good about themselves after. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, the confidence and the mental toughness it builds because like you don't know like anxiety until you've approached a bar that you've never lifted before. Yeah, that's true. And so like that's real. when you know when you do that and you do it the right way and the smart way and UPR and you hit a weight that you know you never could have like dreamed about. Like I remember when I snatched. Um, 100 kilos for the first time it was in a competition
1: wait you just said kilos uh yeah translate for (laughs) me
0: 220 pounds all right there we go Um, that's like a huge (laughs) benchmark and i remember like in the competition it was a max snatch um and i had you know like a decent amount of time and i loaded it on the bar and i was like looking at it i was like could not believe that like that amount of weight was on the bar that i was about to like attempt Yeah. regardless if i hit it or not even just putting it on the bar i was like wow this is this is huge and like, I can't believe I even get the opportunity to attempt it. That's.
1: A, I mean, I haven't even done a 225 snatch yet. I'm like, so I'm kind of
0: <laughs> like,
1: just relax with the numbers a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Keep the numbers yeah, silent yeah. for me
1: around. Was that in a weightlifting meet or a CrossFit time? It was time? a CrossFit
0: competition. It was, um, I think um, a year or two ago at the MAC. Um, it was the event. I was on a team and the event okay. was... One girl max clean and jerks and then the other one snatches. What do
1: you like doing better, weightlifting or CrossFit?
0: <laughs> I love weightlifting, but the only thing like weightlifting is um for me it just wasn't fun anymore because like coming from MASH, which was like an incredible gym, incredible coaches, incredible environment, go- mm-hmm. going to like somewhere that wasn't that it just wasn't as fun for me anymore so i think crossfit gave me the opportunity to have fun but also still lift at the same time
1: is it just because it's like varied so much
0: um yes and like honestly for crossfit there's so many little wins like i feel like weightlifting is um you know like you could go a year without pring and like you could still lift a a crazy amount of weight and so like Mm -hmm. that was definitely on the harder side for me and so like in crossfit like there are little wins if you look for them everywhere. Yeah, oh yeah. um, Whether it's, you know, like doing a movement that you've never done in a workout or like getting, um, you know, like stringing things together or feeling more fluid and like even like every single time I do a workout, like one of the things that I do in my own head is like, okay, what was a win that I can take away from that? Even if it was like the worst workout I've ever done, I'll still try to find a win and obviously I'll I'll find things I want to improve on too. But I think that's so important to keep like, you know, like mentally saying when you do CrossFit. Because yeah. it's like, if you don't look for them, then you won't see them, you won't appreciate it. But like, you could find a win in basically like any workout that you do.
1: Yeah, it's like really common, I find at least, I've only been in CrossFit for like almost three years now. Mm-hmm. But I come from the powerlifting strongman world. That's what okay. I competed in before this. But it's really common I see in CrossFitters to just like, they do one thing bad or they don't get the time that they got or that they wanted and they're just, they write the workout off completely and I'm right. like, but hold on, you've never walked on your hands for that long before. Right. Like You just exactly. won that. You've never done that many handstand pushups before, you know?
0: 100%. It's easy, it's easy to fall into that trap and I, I definitely still do sometimes but I think it's, it's, it's really, really cool when, you know, you maybe go out there and you don't get the finish that you got, but you can still say, well, I still did X, I still did Y, I still did Z yeah. and appreciate it for what it is. Because like, you're, unfortunately people remember like, you know, like the worst about everything, but yeah. if you can like make yourself sit down and be like, okay, what was one good takeaway? Then hopefully you can start remembering those too.
1: That's a skill too. Where did you learn that?
0: Um, I don't know. Honestly, I think um it probably goes back when i used to be in youth group in middle school we would always talk about like highs and lows yeah like a ton and so like we would go around the room um when they were doing prayer requests and you would say like a high from that week and a low from that week so that's kind of how i look at it is like what was a high and what was a low because i mean you have both and um i think like highs are obviously just as important as the lows are and if you can you know take the good with the bad then then you almost always have a better outcome
1: is faith a big portion of your life
0: 100% yeah i um definitely would not be able to do crossfit or live life or anything if i didn't have that
1: how like has it always been a portion of your life
0: Definitely. I think I, I grew up in a church and I, um, you know, went to school and in, in actually a Baptist church okay. um, for a little bit, I think until like the first grade or second grade. And then um, from there on out, I, I always, you know, was in church on Sundays and youth group um, in middle school and high school. And, and that was a great way to grow up too. Um, Cause I think like, you know, if, if in my opinion, it's like, we're all doing some, like we're all, you know, living our lives. Like, yeah. but if, if, if it's not for like the greater good for like, to please God, then, like, I would find such a hard, you know, like, struggle to, like, go through life, you know? Yeah. It's, like, something to always rely on, and, like, like one of the things that I took away from semifinals of, like, you know, being in a qualifying spot the first two days and then falling out the last day, Mm -hmm. I, like, walking off the floor, I had a second of, like, am I about to cry right now? I don't know, but then I was, like, you know what? No, like, I gave it 100%, and I didn't, you know, get the result that I wanted, but I just know then, it wasn't in God's plan for me that year and I'm like totally okay with that so that just means like it was a lesson learned and yeah. you know um I took so many good things away from semifinals and it's like I can without a doubt like lay my head on my pillow at night and say like I did everything so it just wasn't in the cards and like God's plan for me is better than anything that I could think of so I'm like I'm at peace with it
1: it just wasn't your time yet, right. yeah and yeah exactly it become. so for a big portion of my life I was an atheist and I didn't think that way and, um, so I came from like, I was religious in the past and then I was mm-hmm. just like, I identified as like non non denominational for a while. And then I just went boom, atheism. <laughs> right. And I'm yeah. like, um, but what I, I, I recently realized about that for me was that a portion of why I was like atheist was because I wanted to be self-serving and just like live for myself and be selfish and not have to worry about the repercussions of my actions as long as it didn't affect uh, me or the people around me. Right. Without realizing, like, I came to God, like, more recently, right? Again. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Um, I love it. it. It's, it, like, chokes me up every time I think about it. For sure. But I'm like, yeah, having, having, like, a greater good, and not that I didn't live without a greater good, or live with, yeah, without a greater good before, but having a greater good for, like, a creator mm-hmm. makes everything, like, I don't know, more fulfilling and just oh, more yeah. worth it. It yeah.
0: changes literally everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, um, and like for me specifically it's like life is you know like i was saying life is really hard and if i didn't have that to fall back on i would not make it yeah
1: it'd be way harder i would not
0: yeah not make it
1: yeah um (laughs) do you want to do you want to restart that real quick all right we'll just keep it going we'll just keep it rolling um no you don't have to do anything with that so the rest of it will just be audio okay but um what? Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Where was I going? Okay, so did you play college volleyball?
0: I played – I walked on my freshman year um, in the offseason and then ended up just not liking, like, the college athlete culture per se. It yeah. was, like, I didn't fit in very well. And um, I – you know, like, college athletics is, is a great – you know like a great thing especially if it's paying for your college yeah for my specific um case i walked on so it was not paying for my right um education and i honestly it just like it pulled me away from a lot of the things that i loved and i didn't realize that it would do that um mm-hmm. just because there's a lot of you know like partying and and drinking and things like that and i've never ever been like a partier or a drinker I probably count yeah. on like one hand how many times i've like sat down to have a drink
1: (laughs) that's a good thing Um, yeah yeah,
0: I don't like the taste I would rather eat for the calories you know (laughs) way better at eating than drinking for sure um so yeah I just I didn't I didn't like that aspect of it and then um you know like towards the end of that year um basically was like a mutual decision between the coach and I that I wasn't going to come back um and I honestly like Probably that, that bothered me for a while just because it was, it was my, my goal to, to play, um, a college sport yeah and it didn't, it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. And it wasn't what I thought it would be. Right. Um, and it's honestly, take probably taking me a really long time to, um, be okay with that. But it's crazy because like, I now like finding CrossFit and like being able to, you know, do it, um, like to an extent where I get paid to do things and, like, I get to go to competitions and I get to train every day is, like, a dream come true. And I think that experience with with college athletics makes me love where I'm at with CrossFit even more.
1: Did you, like, have a problem with... Because, like I said, I work with a lot of teenage athletes going into their college years and I see this a lot and unfortunately it happens a lot more in female athletes where they mm-hmm. start to kind of identify with the sport rather than be their own self-identity yeah
0: for sure I, I definitely was like the girl that was always like in the gym or always you know playing a sport because I played so many growing up yeah so it was for sure hard and in like the couple of months where I decided you know not to go back um to play volleyball um There was kind of like this like weird middle ground of like, okay, what, what do I do now? Like I, you know, once you get out of that, it's like, it's so all consuming when you're in it, there's like no time for anything else. So Mm -hmm. I didn't, I had no idea what I would do. And so I, I went back to weightlifting like almost immediately. Um, but then... I did it for like a year or so, or maybe a little bit less, um, right after volleyball, but I, I don't know, just weightlifting wasn't what it used to be, you know, not the same environment, not the same coach. And so then I found CrossFit and it was like CrossFit was for fun. Like I, I don't think, um, the first year and a half I did CrossFit I was one of those people where like I would look at the workout in advance and if it had running in it, I would not come. (laughs) I was like, No, 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 no. You won't see me. But yeah, so I did that for like a year and then one of my best friends started mayhem um programming and he was like, Do you wanna do this with me? And I like looked at one day and I was like, absolutely not it's like that looks <laughs> wow, what was terrible in so just an insane amount of cardio insane amount of body. I mean like yeah. obviously I, I would look at it now and not bat an eye but yep. back then it was like Gaunting. I was like oh my gosh yeah. like it was crazy sure. and so I watched him do it for like probably like two weeks um and then finally like came back and I was like yeah okay I'll do it with but you.
1: you had already been doing like classes and stuff yep okay what brought you into CrossFit how did you get to it
0: um, honestly, I think I was always around it in weightlifting because like that weightlifting gym, um, Mash Elite, also had CrossFit and then okay. my gym in college that I weightlifted at was also a CrossFit gym. So it was always there. And I, I would look at the workout sometimes when I was a weightlifter and if it had, you know, like a bunch of heavy lifts, I would be like, all right, I'll, I'll do it today. Yeah. Um, and so then when I decided that I didn't want to continue weightlifting, like, competitively anymore. Um CrossFit was just like a natural transition. I knew a lot of um the people who did it and there were a lot of college kids my age that did it and cool. it, it ended up being something you know like super fun and social and like just to do, you know, with my time since I had played sports for so long and then had this huge gap of time after I stopped. So, super super, um, easy transition.
1: Were you one of those weightlifters that was making fun of the kipping pull-ups?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you would have told, like, 16-year-old Hannah that was weightlifting in high school that she would do CrossFit, I would laugh. I would be like, (laughs) no way I'm doing that.
1: I'm a weightlifter, bro.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I was like, I sit down in between
1: lifts.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, no, I would never believe it.
1: So, when do you get to the point that you're doing CrossFit? Does somebody like say something to you like hey Hannah uh this could be a thing for you or is it that mayhem workout that you end up doing how does that transition happen
0: so I I knew I wanted to be competitive at it so I followed mayhem for a while then my my gym switched to misfit so I did that for a while um and then I moved to California out of grad school um for an internship that turned into a job sweet and so when i was there i knew that i wanted to be on a competitive team and yeah. so um i worked out at a gym called CrossFit pacific coast it was great um and then i ended up finding a team in agora hills that i competed with and at that point i was like okay i want to do this the right way uh i want to do it you know to the best of my ability mm-hmm. and so with that team we did a few bigger competitions Tried um, quarterfinals last, I guess it was last season, so not this past season, but the season before, and missed out on semifinals by like 10 or 15 spots, mm-hmm. which um, was definitely a heartbreaker. Yeah. But, um, it taught me a ton, so I knew I knew back then that I wanted to be competitive. Um, and so when I I moved to Austin a year ago this time.
1: Wait, how long are we talking that you ended up getting into CrossFit?
0: Um, so I started doing CrossFit for fun. I would say in 2017, maybe. Okay. And then I would say I actually like put in the time to be good at it, starting in like 2018, 2019. Oh,
1: so not that long ago.
0: Yeah, not okay. not that long.
1: Wow. Okay. So then. You, did you make it to the games on a team? Ever? I did
0: not. You didn't? No. So um, the team that I was on in Nagora Hills was the first one that we tried for semifinals, didn't make it. And then I came here last year and my plan was always to go team, um, yeah. even to the point where I wasn't even going to do individual quarterfinals this past year. Um, but my coach at the time knew that I just hated qualifiers. Yeah. They're stressful. All the good, or all the bad things about competing, none of the good. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so I hated doing them. And so he was like, well, you know what that means? Like you should do individual quarterfinals as, you know, like a test so that when team quarterfinals comes up, you feel confident. And yeah. I was like, that sounds <laughs> super gross, but yeah. okay. Um, so I, I ended up, I was going to do it, but I told him, I was like, I'm not going to pay, you know, the 50 bucks to get my name on the leaderboard. And he was like, if you're doing all of the hardest things, like taping the floor, getting a judge, why would you not do that? Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. so I had like a, a back and forth like in my head of like why I should or shouldn't do it. And then literally, I think the very last day that you could sign up, I signed up and did the first workout when it came out. Um, And, you know, like really was only doing it for experience, yeah. so like to the point where you know, like I just had to grab a random person out of class to judge me. Um, I had no game plan, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just, just went for it. And, um, did that for the first, like two or three workouts. And then the workout that had burpee box jump overs and clean and jerks, I think at 185 came. Um, and that's like right in my wheelhouse, um, with the clean and jerks. So I really loved that workout. And after that, I think I was sitting in like 64th and, you know, 60 make it. Yeah. And so my um, friends at the gym and and my coach at the time were like, do you know where you are on the leaderboard? And I was like, I don't even know how to check the leaderboard. (laughs) So no. And they were like, well, you're pretty close. So we should probably, you know, take these last workout or two pretty seriously. And I was like, oh, okay.
1: That's like, I'll give crazy. Like give
0: it my best. But yeah, I ended up finishing in 62nd. So two spots out and then got a backfill spot. So
1: this is your first quarterfinals ever individually?
0: Um, I st- I think I started quarterfinals individual like two years ago and only did the first workout. So yeah, I would say the first one that I... That and I, you
1: make it to semis your first go.
0: Yeah, I, I ended crazy. up making it. Yeah, it was a crazy experience.
1: Yeah. So when I first joined CrossFit... I was I was convinced I was gonna make the games like yeah, the first for year sure. you know you have to <laughs> but you literally you actually almost did like the first time that you did quarterfinals I That's was nuts. yeah it's
0: very close which is insane yeah. but yeah that I think honestly just like just showing up to quarter or semifinals being sixty second I was like almost dead last I yeah. think there was one other girl behind me um because a few girls you know denied their mm. invitation and so being in the first heat and like thinking like honestly, it, I feel like it gave me an edge because I was like, I'm just happy to be here. Like I didn't even expect to make it, you yeah. know, this far. And so to be here at all in any capacity, regardless of how the events turn out, I'm just happy and like thankful. And so that honestly put me like, you know, in those workouts having nothing to lose and that's dangerous. Yeah,
1: dude, that's awesome. So, that's yeah. great. Where, um, so do you have like an actual job?
0: So I, 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 do a lot of different things okay um so i coach at um two gyms in austin texas cool one is called on it Yep. and then the other one is called athletic outcomes and I also do, like, online programming for some people. Um, and then, you know, personal training here and there. Cool. Um, and then I have... Um, I also do, you know, work for NOCO on the side here yeah. and there. And then I have some sponsorship deals that my my agent got me. So that that's definitely helped lighten the load of, of work so that I can train the way that I want to. So,
1: yeah. Is, is, is it safe to say, like, you're all in on the CrossFit thing now?
0: Oh, for sure. So, basically, I... When I was in California, I had, you know, like a 40 hour a week job. I was a biomechanics specialist at um, um, a privately owned facility. And I got to, you know, do super cool, like testing on athletes and inpatients. And it was, it was a great job, but I knew that if I did, you know, a career job like that, yeah. that I couldn't train the way that I wanted to train. Yeah. And so I actually, um, you know, quit that job and moved to Texas and and, you know I haven't even looked for another like salary position because I don't have the time so like I just want to train.
1: What is that? Like, how are people in your circle, your parent, your mom, your sister, your <laughs> friends back home? What do they think? They think you're nuts?
0: Um, For sure. One hundred percent. My mom's big thing is that I, so I don't have health insurance <laughs> and she thinks that's absolutely wild. And so do other people. You're a healthy person. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't do anything risky, like put weight over my head every day. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, so that's definitely like she's always like. Urging me to, you know, find a, a way to like get health insurance through like um um a typical job. And like yeah. honestly, if you don't have a salary job, getting health insurance is so hard. hard. Yeah. So like that's that's definitely been a struggle. Um, but I would say like I know like in my heart, like if I didn't give myself Every opportunity I would regret it for the rest of my life. So yeah. like what's like a year without health insurance compared to like a whole life of like regretting not taking a decision.
1: Well you're so. young and you have a master's degree, it's not like you can't find a job.
0: Exactly. No. Exactly. It'll be there for me when I'm ready. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so I can really appreciate that though because the whole point of the podcast is the counterculture. So people doing things outside of the norm.
0: One hundred percent.
1: Where did you I don't know if you got this mindset or how did you get in that mode of like, okay, this is it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to take the path less beaten.
0: Honestly, I think, so moving to Texas was um, huge for me. Yeah. Um, I grew up in North Carolina. So moving from North Carolina to California was wild. Yeah. Like absolutely wild. Like I couldn't even, even like begin to, you know, um, think about like the differences and like the people, the culture. Just, like, the things and, like, the way things are done in California are just so different from North Carolina. Yeah. So when I decided, you know, like, okay, I don't want to live in California anymore. What's next? Um, you know, I had the opportunity to look for salary jobs similar to the ones that I had. Sure. But then I was like, okay, I'm in my this season of my life where I'm moving to a new city where I only know my sister at the time. Yeah. I'm... Um, You know, like quitting a job. So I don't have any like anything that I'm like, you know, 100% like tied down to. Yeah. Um, I'm about to get into a new gym that I knew was competitive. I was like, I think it's like basically now or never. And like everything just kind of lined up. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, whatever I can do to train the way that i want to train and give myself every opportunity and that just happens to be like you know coaching odd hours and doing yeah. random things to get by because i know i'm sure there's plenty of people that are listening to this podcast that are like in that like middle ground of i want to break through and i want to make it to the games yeah but i don't have all this sponsorship money quite yet and i feel like that's the hardest part to be in because like everything is unknown like you're literally having like all these like crazy like different jobs just to like make it so yeah. that you can train during the day and like it's it's an interesting spot to be in for yeah. sure
1: <laughs> that's awesome dude so what would you say to people that like have something that they want to chase but they're just not sure yet but they don't have kids nothing crazy would you say just take the leap 100
0: yeah. i just like i'm very much like a I don't want to regret anything. I would so much rather look back on something and say, like, you know what? I gave that my absolute best. Just wasn't in the cards for me. Not God's plan. Um, I can rest easy knowing that. Yeah. But I cannot rest easy knowing that I didn't take the chance or I didn't do the thing um, because I was scared or because it wasn't, like, the norm or it wasn't the safe option.
1: Dope, dude. I love that so hannah i'm gonna i'm gonna let you go back to Noco in just a couple minutes here but i have three questions that i ask everybody at the end of the podcast you cool right. with
0: that yeah for all sure. right
1: sweet so the first one is what is your biggest goal let's say for the next year not until the end of this year for the next year
0: for next year um i'm gonna make the di- the games or die trying nice. um and i want to be the strongest girl in the field
1: heck yeah so. love that what uh what do you want to snatch next year
0: I would love to snatch 250. I know that's like super, super out there. Me too. But I, I almost would love got two thirty. Yeah. And I feel like twenty pounds is not that far of a jump. Nah. So I'm ready for it. What
1: about clean and jerk?
0: Clean and jerk, so my, my current PR is two sixty-five, but I think I did that almost a year ago now. Okay. nice. So um I would say two seventy five, two eighty-five for sure. Damn. Um my my ultimate goal of clean and jerk would obviously be 300 yeah um but i don't, I don't get to max out a ton because yeah. there are other things you know that more i need to work things. on way more yeah. um but yeah honestly i think the way that i look at it is like when i get to max out i'm like in my head i'm like there's no way i'm not gonna hit a pr like yeah. that's like the confidence that you know like you need to have to be able to hit weights like a big that. number like yeah. that yeah <laughs>
1: all right so the second question is what are you willing to sacrifice to achieve that goal
0: um, I would literally sacrifice anything i've I've already sacrificed like a huge amount to get to where I am right now. and yeah. it's like I didn't do all of those things to only get as far as I am now. Like yeah. I did all those things. To make the games for multiple years, to be the strongest girl in the field, to give myself every opportunity to succeed. So, like, I would be willing to sacrifice literally anything. And I think it doesn't come without huge sacrifice. And I've kind of already felt that a little bit, yeah. probably not to the extent that I will. What's <laughs> the
1: biggest area that you felt that?
0: Um, honestly, I think going to school for six years and then not, you know, using any of it basically. I mean, like I use applications of biomechanics and, and, um, Kinesiology when I coach and when I train people, but not to the extent that I went to school for. Right. So that's definitely hard knowing that you know, like almost all of my friends are in you know great jobs, have own houses, are married, you know things like that, and like you know the typical path that life leads you. And I'm you know like nowhere close to to any of those things. And I think it's it's because of the lifestyle that I live through doing CrossFit. You're doing your own thing. But I would not trade it, honestly. Yeah,
1: good. Absolutely. Okay, well, you said nothing, but what are you not willing to sacrifice? Think about it. Think about it. There's got to be something.
0: Not willing to sacrifice. Yeah. Um Probably, hmm, huh, maybe like chicken nuggets. Like, I still <laughs> work those into my <laughs> diet. Chicken I nuggets. I will not yeah. sacrifice those. They're so tyson air fried chicken nuggets no if they're stop. listening sponsor no me oh my gosh they're they fit like decently well into like a macro scheme and they yeah. have a lot of protein so hey i would not sacrifice those um we have to
1: evacuate sorry actually right. actually oh man okay all right cool
0: was that right. the last question that's great the ending. last question great yeah, ending great yeah. ending
1: so we have to evacuate the premises but hannah thank you so much dude for being yeah, on the thanks pod so much for we having really appreciate me. your time really dude. enjoyed it thank you that's funny. Chicken
0: nuggets. Oh, no. I wonder if there was lightning. Well, hey, Yeah, I had a great time. That was so fun. Thanks for having
1: me. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to come to that workout on Sunday.
0: Yeah, please do. I would love that. We'll be around. But yeah, will you be here
1: tomorrow, too? Yeah. All
0: right, yeah, I'll be around. If y'all need yokos or anything like that. Can I help you with anything? No, I got it. Are you sure? It. Yeah, yeah. Thank All right. you Appreciate it. Yeah, stay safe. Thank you. Of course.